This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by... Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD or CBD distillate tends to be more potent and last longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors, uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. So if this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. On this week's episode of Headlock Talk Presents Wrestling Lore, I am joined by Mr. Rob Wilkins as we discuss the Saudi Arabian plane incident. Yes, we look at WWE's dealings with Saudi Arabia, and, uh, yeah, it gets weird. everybody and welcome back to yet another episode of headlock talk and wrestling lore i am of course the uh, the texas gentleman tanner pruitt here uh and along with me uh another uh, good friend of mine i'm happy that he's here uh wrestling journalist extraordinaire uh mr rob wilkins rob how are you doing today i'm good i, I still can't get used to that um <laughs> It's uh, it, but I I do appreciate that. Uh, it's going good, man. I've I've had fun. I know. Uh, just in case people don't watch it right away, we we did that pro wrestling gorilla show, and I I had a blast doing that, and and uh, we're going from uh, 
positivity to a little bit of negativity and uh but it it there's a lot to this um this is what we're going to be doing and and i'm very glad that you uh you're letting me be a part of this well yeah man i'm glad that you've agreed and i'm i'm glad that uh that we were having an opportunity to talk about uh one of the more controversial uh subjects uh this year uh or not of this year but uh, of, of recent history uh of course we've all heard of the plane ride from hell um the 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 show that will be uh i guess done by uh dark side of the ring um you know the, they will be telling that story but we're we're going to talk to you a little bit about another plane ride incident uh this one of course is the the saudi arabia plane incident uh from from wwe from back in 2019 um rob this one is still very fresh in the minds of a lot of people here but um there's been a lot said about it and not a whole lot verified this this one's been played pretty close to the chest from a lot of those involved yeah yeah definitely um i've been going back from that that show it was um you feel for a lot of the wrestlers um, that were that were stuck behind, obviously, and then just everything that was going on. There was so much he said, um, he said, and well, in this case, because of Saudi Arabia, there's so much he said, he said stuff, mm. um, and nobody really knows like what is true. I mean, the the only thing that really came out of that whole story that was true was uh, there was like a lot of disgruntled wrestlers and i think that following monday they had a they had one of their very i guess at the time rare like talent meetings like at the next raw and um i know it was reported that people said or it was reported that seth rollins was very like very corporate raw raw but then he actually came on the record and said that wasn't true and other wrestlers said that never happened um so wwe would like at that time there was a lot of like like weird things going on and mm. i mean this was right when AEW was starting too so there was like a lot of people that were just like kind of did not like wwe going to saudi arabia in the first place mm. but then you add stuff like this where they're they're basically in a way in my opinion they were just basically saying uh to some of their talent like yeah you're not as important as some of these other guys so um it's one of those moments that puts a bad taste in a lot of these guys' uh, mouth, uh, mm-hmm. mouths rather, and uh, it's just a fascinating story. Everything that went down at not only at that that show. I mean, the show wasn't really critically. Those shows are never critically acclaimed to be great, but this was kind of like a. They're just kind of going out of their way to please Saudi Arabia, and, it, mm-hmm. and I mean that wasn't good in the first place, but. Such a such a weird week, I guess, or a few days for WWE and WWE superstars. Then, oh, absolutely, and and you know, obviously, this the event that we're going to talk about uh, is is of, of, of enormous nature. But obviously, we need to to also give a lot of context here uh, as well. Um, so uh, let, let's let's go in the way way back machine. Uh, it it's been. Re- reported uh, that in Jan- not January, uh, December rather, of 2013, um, that WWE would start holding shows in Saudi Arabia. Uh, their, their first show being in Riyadh in 2014, and then later they would do shows in Jeddah um, in, in 2015. So there was already some momentum going, 
uh, obviously. Uh, and, and later on in 2018, as part of uh, a partnership with Saudi Arabia and Saudi Arabia's uh, Saudi Vision 2030 um, program, uh, WWE would choose to be a part of that as a way of, um, I guess, uh, I'm, I'm trying to find the right words uh, so that we don't get in trouble. Uh, but Saudi Arabia 20, uh, Saudi Vision rather 2030 is basically um, from the Crown Prince Mohammed uh, bin Salman, uh, Salman rather, uh, and his wanting to, uh, I guess, give exposure to to saudi arabia and, and try and get uh, provide positive promotion uh, of saudi arabia saudi arabia as a country uh, mm-hmm. to promote tourism and and uh health and education and infrastructure and you know uh all these things that um i guess would uh, diversify saudi arabia's portfolio um but uh you know, this move was roundly criticized uh, by a lot of different folks um, in, in the media as well as internally within WWE, from what I'm aware of. Yeah, there it was. Uh, it was never a popular choice um, to do this, but um, the one thing that, um, and I, I, I'm not trying to be a WWE apologist when I say this, but mm. um, I think what people need to realize when it comes to WWE. Things have com- can we all know like product wise it has completely changed, but the one thing that I don't think people understand from a business aspect, Vince McMahon's biggest job technically, other than making sure he gets a product out, is to the shareholders of the WWE. He has to do he has to do the the right things, and even though or like from a business perspective, as much money as they're making. Um, when you think about it, like on the good and the bad, if you're like a businessman or a business, like you're, you see that money and you think about your your stockholders, it. I, I know, I know, like how I feel about it, but I understand from a business standpoint where WWE is coming from with that amount of money they were getting per show. So, oh, oh yeah. Um, and, and at that time you had so much going on with the, um, and I, I, I forget his name, but the Washington post reporter, um, there, that was still a big, and, and it still is a big deal. Uh, Khashoggi, I think, uh, yeah. um, J- Jamal Khashoggi, yeah, mm-hmm. who, um, was killed at, uh, reportedly killed at, or no, they did say he was killed at an embassy, mm-hmm. um, and just stuff like that. And that was one of the, the, that was what started getting WWE's attention. Like, I mean, they, I mean, John Oliver, uh, who has the show on HBO, even he brought it up um, about WWE going to Saudi Arabia. They, I mean, people tried to make it a bigger deal, um, and for a little while, it did get pretty like heated for WWE. I mean, they had a lot of eyes on them, and um, I think what helped. Um, without getting very political about this, is I think what helped during that time is uh, Vince McMahon's ties with um, with politicians um, at that time. So he he was never really told not to go or anything like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, and we never really heard anything like um, from an aspect of uh, when you think about it. Like I've I've heard. From what I know is 
um, the United States government did get involved at one point with mm-hmm. this plane ride with because I mean they had they had American citizens who were not allowed to leave <laughs> so they they did get involved somewhat but to an extent I don't know how much um, but it, it was just an absolutely crazy story and and it's fascinating there's there's so much out there that um you get a lot of wrestlers to have come out and talked about it. Like um, Andrade has been very vocal, been vocal about it in the past. Um, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows have talked about it. And um, I mean, these guys, these guys were still um, like when Andrade talked about it, he was still with WWE. I don't know. Um, I believe Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows were already, already left, but they weren't nearly as critical about it as like Andrade was or, uh, even Luke Harper, um, rest his soul. Um, so there's just so much about this story that is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll definitely talk about, like I said, the, the plane ride from hell is is the focus here. Um, but uh, of course, with WWE's leanings with Saudi Arabia, uh, there there are other controversies to 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 talk about uh, to just give more context here, uh, even before uh, the Saudi plane incident uh, is concerned. I'll bring up three different ones here. Uh, first, we'll talk about uh, the the women's rights issue within. Uh, uh, Saudi Arabia and, and WWE and, and how that how that goes together. Um, Triple H is is saying of quote um, I understand that people are questioning it uh, being of course uh, I guess the freedom of talent and and and, and cultural differences with Saudi Arabia, um, but you don't have to understand that every culture. Uh, but you, but you have to understand rather that every culture is different, and just because you don't agree with a certain aspect of it, it doesn't mean it's not a relevant culture. Um, you can't dictate to a country or a religion about how they handle things. But having said that, WWE is the forefront of a women's evolution in the world, uh, and uh, what you can't do is affect change everywhere by staying away from it. While women are not competing in the event. Uh, we have had discussions about that and hope that in the next few years there will be. Uh, this would have been regarding one of the first shows. Mm-hmm. Um, there were changes in Saudi Arabian law uh, in 2017 that allowed women to attend these events, the WWE events, uh, uh, as well as others, as long as they were accompanied by a male guardian. <laughs> um, again, this is, as Triple H pointed out, cultural difference, yeah. not I'm not uh, uh, besmirching it. I'm just pointing it out. Um, obviously, here in the West, we might find that to be a bit odd, but that's but that's their culture, right? Um, let's see here. Uh, there was, I believe, who was it? Uh, I, th- I think it was uh, in 2019, uh, Lacey Evans and Natalia uh, yep. were, were going to compete at Crown Jewel. This would be a history-making event. Uh, they would compete at Crown Jewel, both in uh, full body suits and T-shirts instead of regular attire, uh, so as they could comply with uh, Saudi Arabians, uh, Saudi Arabia's uh, dress policy, I guess, for women. Yep. Um, it, WWE would celebrate this, uh, you know, as as a major watershed moment uh, in history. Um, uh, obviously, the the match itself. Uh, <laughs> Reportedly fairly average, yeah. uh, last I remember. Um, 
but yeah, the matchup uh, wasn't the matchup wasn't really. Um, yeah, the matchup was it was like eh, you know, and and mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing, like you said, was the fact that it happened there. Mm. It's um, I mean, I, I will say in terms of um a in terms of wrestling match it's 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 fine it's a a fine match um but um as a moment perhaps it's it's going to ring a lot more true how significant it is that women even competed in saudi arabia right Mm. (laughs) maybe yeah yeah no no like what you said i i I was agreeing and uh, no, but yeah, it's 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 very interesting uh, that there there were that kind of um, there was that kind of situation there. Um, obviously, you had mentioned it earlier, uh, Rob, the uh, the death of Jamal Khashoggi, where he was killed um, allegedly by uh, uh, Saudi Arabian um, uh, uh, assassins. Essentially, um, there was a lot of calls from both political parties. Uh, Democratic and Republican here in the U.S. Um, who criticized WWE and did not want them to go and compete uh, in, in Saudi Arabia, um, even as far as a Democratic Senator uh, Bob Menendez urging the U.S. government to pressure WWE into canceling uh, the event. Yep. Um, so... Yeah, uh, this event did go through as planned, and uh, uh, after the fact, uh, speaking with Sky Sports, uh, Stephanie McMahon did say that it was an incredibly tough decision given the heinous act, but they said that in the end it was strictly a business uh, decision. Um, So, again, at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, it was all about WWE's... um, desire to continue to make money and do business with Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and, um, and like I stated, like at the beginning, you know, when it comes to how much money was involved in what Vince has to do for, mm-hmm. uh, stockholders, I mean, that's his, that's his, uh, responsibility, um, for that company. And, um, it, uh, it was definitely a decision though. And, um, it was one of those things where, it was one of those things where they were damned if they did, or damned if they do, damned if they don't, you know, so. Um, Rob, I'll throw you a little bit of a curveball here, and I, I hope that you can uh, work with me on this one here, but one of the big things that I remember every time a Saudi Arabian show was coming around, obviously there was kind of the dread knowing that <laughs> more likely than not, this was not going to be a top-notch show. It was going to be filled with a lot of... Um, uh, wrestlers from the olden days and these these matches that were supposed to be huge matches, but um, they always felt a little bit um, out of place, perhaps, uh, amongst uh, the, the rest of the story uh, story arcs and storylines that WWE had running at the time. But a, a part of that is because there would be several wrestlers who would either refused to go to Saudi Arabia or were told not to go to Saudi Arabia. What, what, what can you tell us about that? Yeah. Um, so Tommy end who, um, like, uh, Alistair black was, um, uh, was one of per- was one person that was told would not be going because of, uh, the tattoos that he has. Um, a lot of the tattoos that he has have a, uh, religious, um, tone. 
mm-hmm. uh, to it. And um, I don't know what I believe. I don't know what the laws are for um, Saudi Arabia when it comes to like tattoos and showing showing those. So I don't know about that aspect. But then you also had um, guys like Sami Zayn, who um, who has uh, who who is uh, has cesarean descent, um, and based based off of what has happened with Saudi Arabia and. Um, and Syri- like Syrians, you know, it's one of those things he did not want to be there for that. Um, and he kind of got, like, support. Like, it, it's never been on the record, but it's not hard to tie it together. But Kevin Owens wouldn't go because of, to support his best friend, you know, mm-hmm. um, in the, at least in the business. He, w- he wouldn't go. So there's that. Uh, Daniel Bryan did not feel comfortable going. John Cena, I believe, went twice. And then the third time, he's like, nope, I'm done with it. Um and it just came down to um, most of the guys saying, seeing how much they got paid. You know, they got they got paid a ton to go, and um, that's why a lot of them went. And it's one of those things where um, I I don't blame them. Um, I don't blame anybody. I don't blame them. Like if you're a wrestler who wants to go get that extra money. Um, or if you have a belief that you don't want to be there, um, it's as a person who, uh, who follows media and stuff, I understand, (laughs) I understand completely why some people would not want to go. Um, so it was just, uh, it was a crazy time and, and it's one of the very few times where Vince McMahon has been okay with people not wanting to be in a show or like going to a show. He, he understood. He understood. Now, was that an older Vince McMahon that gets that now compared to a 1980s Vince McMahon? I would probably say so. Uh, mm. But, you know, it's one of those things. Lots yeah. of things going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, I, I did look it up, and there, there does seem to be some... Um, some legitimacy here to claims that uh, um, if you use any kind of religious, uh, you know, iconography or particularly any imagery or, or quotes from the Quran or involving Allah or the prophet Muhammad, uh, th- those would be um, deemed illegal uh, or, or rather um, at least very much disrespectful um, to, to uh, those in Saudi Arabia as well as other um, other com- uh, countries around the world. Um, yep. So there is, there, there is a little bit of uh, legitimacy to that uh, claim for, for Alistair Black for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kevin Owens, Alistair Black, Sami Zayn, um, as you put John Cena, uh, uh, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, obviously um, huge, you know, issues with uh, uh, going to Saudi Arabia. So, I mean, there is uh, there's quite a bit that you can touch on there as far as wrestlers who um, were were either told uh, not to go or refused to go. And yeah. uh, that that kind of brings us uh, to uh, our 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 main talking point here, which is uh, Crown Jewel 2019. Uh, what a time to be alive, Rob. Uh, uh, this show was headlined by a, a pair of matches, um, on a, a very strange show. Um, if you can believe it or not, the show opened with, uh, Brock Lesnar, 
defeating Cain Velasquez, uh, a, a, you know, famous uh, UFC fighter turned pro wrestler Cain Velasquez um, for the WWE Championship in under a minute and thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, just. And, it, you know, I think that's what really got the people more than anything, that you had you had Brock Lesnar beat Kofi Kingston previously, what, mm-hmm. a week or a few days before, mm-hmm. um, in just seconds. And then you bring in Cain Velasquez, um, who's supposed to be this big, like, star, and Brock Lesnar just took him out like he was nothing. And, I mean, in a way, it was like, well, okay, if you're going to do that to Kofi, at least you make Brock take out a UFC star like really quick you know so so i get that but it was uh it was something else i mean i think going into that show people were already negative you know going Mm -hmm. because of because of uh lesnar um and and i think and please correct me if i'm wrong but this would be the the first and only occasion in which um (laughs) uh cain velasquez would would be in a wwe uh ring having an official match with yeah. the company. Um, yep, I believe so. I know he I know previously before that he had a match with uh triple like AAA uh, AAA mm-hmm. in in Mexico um which I think Cody Rhodes was in that match, but uh yeah, he's only had uh, a few wrestling matches on the WWE one. He actually had two. I forgot he teamed with um at a house show in Mexico. He teamed with uh, uh Humberto Carrillo against uh, the uh, OC. Oh, okay. So we'll he, see yeah, I forgot about that. I because uh, I couldn't remember. I'm like for for the life of me, I thought he teamed with Rey Mysterio once, and I just looked it up. Uh, a month later, he um, they kept him around for that Mexico City show. Mm. Um, but yeah, he he's had based on um, CageMatch.net, uh, which is probably the best place to look up like wrestling history. Uh, he's had four matches: two in uh, AAA and then uh, two in WWE. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, very odd situation there. Of course, Cain Velasquez famously uh, beat the snot out of, beat the brakes off of Brock Lesnar in the UFC to win the UFC uh, Heavyweight Championship at one point. And uh, this is, I guess, um, maybe Cain Revenge. Ret- returning the favor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's the thing about Vince. He has a tendency to uh, let the outside guys go go down like when they come in like for if they've worked with a different company or if they're like ufc per se mm-hmm. um that way he can make his guys look better that was like the i mean if you think back about it that was one of the things about uh when brock lesnar came back and he wrestled john cena at um the pay-per-view after wrestlemania mm-hmm. cena went over um and the same thing with triple h over sting um that made a lot of people mad but it didn't surprise me because that's the way vince has always been he always if you come from somewhere, it's his way of showing superior, you know, yeah, like, yeah, to, better, so he, he tries to humble you for sure. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, the next match on the card would, would actually turn out to be the longest match on the card. Uh, the, the OC uh, winning a uh, tag team, nine man tag team or nine team tag team, rather uh, tur- turmoil match for the WWE Tag Team World Cup. Uh, there was like qualifying matches, I think, on the weeks leading up to this year. And then, uh, of course, the OC wins the match by eliminating um, the, the Viking Raiders at the very end. Uh, match went a little bit over 32 minutes. 
<laughs> uh, which is uh, extraordinary. Very, very rarely do we get uh, matches that uh, tip over the 30-minute mark in WWE. Yeah. Um, yep. Mansoor then defeated Cesaro by pinfall in an incredible upset. Um, Mansoor is an interesting character, um, I, I think, Rob, because we, we really don't see Mansoor often. He's, he's technically an NXT talent. Um, but, uh, we, we rarely see him except for on these Saudi shows. Yeah. And, and, and that's actually changed the past two weeks. I believe he is now part of the WWE roster. Mm. Um, he's kind of had a little, um, I guess a couple of segments with, uh, Mufasa Ali. Um, and I know he's wrestled on 205 Live and stuff like that. So um, he's starting. He's starting to be seen a little bit more. I know he had a segment on this past Raw, I believe. So, uh, but yeah, it was a match at. Um, you, yeah, him and Cesaro. It was actually, from what I remember, the best match of the whole show. Well, there you go. Uh, so if you're going to go back and watch 2019 Crown Jewel, just fast forward to uh, Mansoor versus Cesaro. That's uh, that's the place to start here, uh, per, per Mr. Rob Wilkins. Yeah. Um, next match on the card uh, was another one of the, uh, the, the most hyped up matches that you'll, you'll see um, for this show. Uh, Tyson Fury, yes, the, the, the boxer uh, Tyson Fury, uh, would defeat Braun Strowman via countout in a, just over eight minutes. Um, goodness, <laughs> that would uh, that would not, uh, I guess, be too kind on Braun's legacy here for these uh, Saudi shows. Oh, correct. Yep, <laughs> that is correct. Uh, that Do one. You, I mean, when you bring in a celebrity, I, I usually think that the celebrity is going to go over. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That one didn't surprise me, but it was still like one of those things where you would kind of think that, in a way, you would think Vince would want to put his guy over. But mm-hmm. in a in a way, sometimes these these celebrities won't sign if they get made to look be look bad, you know. So I I get it in both ways. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and and I mean, what what do you remember about the Tyson Fury? Um, uh, you know, uh, WWE connection there because from from what I recall, I remember there's there's a lot of positivity there. Like Tyson Fury was actually like, hey, I could really see myself uh, doing this, and and there was a lot of uh, rumor circulating that uh, WWE wanted to continue working with Tyson Fury after the fact. Yep, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, that was uh, that was something that a lot of people talked about they were actually more happy to see him than they were Kane Velasquez. And, uh, I mean, I, I haven't been a big boxing fan for a, quite a long time now. Um, but it was one of those things where if it brings more eyes to the business, that's a, that's a good thing. Um, and it was, it was good. You know, it was, it was just good. It was, I, I wouldn't say it was a good match, but I mean, it was the way they worked it in and the way they put, uh, Tyson over by beating Braun with by countout, they still protected Braun. Um, so overall, it was it was good. It was a good match. Um, Meltzer gave it three and a three star three and a quarter, I think, for stars. Um, and the only other match I got that was that that ten man that ten man tag match between Team Hogan and Team Flair. So those were the two best matches um, on the card. So oh, well, uh, we're 
we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into those here in just a yeah. minute uh for sure um aj styles defeated humberto carrillo um um retaining the wwe united states championship that uh that was a match that happened <laughs> it, it did um natalia of course defeated lacey evans via submission in the first ever women's match in saudi arabia uh, and then, as as Rob just noted a moment ago, Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Team Hogan was comprised of uh, Roman Reigns, uh, Rusev, uh, Ricochet, Shorty G, and uh, Mustafa Ali, of course. Yeah. Uh, Team yeah. Flair had Randy Orton, King Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Shinsuke Nakamura, and uh, Drew McIntyre. Um, so. Um, yes, uh, resounding upset, it seems for, for team Hogan there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then, uh, main event time, and this is maybe one of the more controversial moments of the card. Um, (laughs) the, the fiend Bray Wyatt, uh, defeated Seth Rollins via pinfall, uh, to win the WWE. Universal Championship in a False Count Anywhere match. Yes, uh, sir. Talk to me about this one here. Oh man, um, this was done because Vince McMahon knew he dropped the ball at Hell in a Cell just a few weeks prior, or maybe it was a week prior. Um, Seth, Bray Wyatt was was extremely over, and I don't know based off what I remember. Um, he he just didn't Vince at the time just didn't think Bray Wyatt should have gone over um for that belt but after seeing how um I remember hearing that night from uh, a source that Vince McMahon almost knew right away that he messed up during that match at at Hell in a Cell and um, when they announced this I think uh, I remember talking to a few people and they said Bray Wyatt's gonna win because. Vince knows he messed up. Vince knows this is the guy that needs the belt right now. So um, it was it was something. I remember just thinking him like like wow, you know, just uh, the fact that the the fact that Bray Wyatt is the way he is the cre- the creepy at that time the creepy wrestler um, going against Seth Rollins who was at the time a face and it just kind of showed that the again that the face thing doesn't really matter when it comes to pro wrestling you like who you like yeah no absolutely and and uh, i i do remember that hell in a cell match and i do remember um <laughs> i the 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 chorus of booze and just how how poor the match was and how how uh how it went down um obviously the crowd was really really hot for the fiend and um yeah it was not very well received i think i even remember some aew chance <laughs> as the <laughs> pay-per-view were, was was closing um it's um <laughs> it's uh it was it was pretty crazy actually yeah um but yeah this is the the fiend uh beating seth rollins and 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 winning the title here um, and I think uh, just to kind of keep it within headlock talk lore, um, <laughs> I remember me and my, my co-host Steven at the time, we were talking about this match and how it was really kind of, you know, you, you've really painted 
Bray Wyatt into a corner at this time with with this booking because he's supposed to be invincible, you know, but at the same time, you know, you can't just keep the title on him forever. Right. And not everybody. I mean, as as over as he was, not everybody buys the character. So it is correct. It is a little bit uh, is a little bit strange um, that that they made this decision. But for for the time, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. Exactly, I I couldn't have said it any better myself. Um, so <laughs> that's where we kind of get into the, the the nuts and bolts here of this particular show and and what happens after the fact. So, um, tell me, Rob, if, if you can kind of where you were or 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 how how you started learning about these issues with the plane and 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 wrestlers starting to i guess social media trickling in and 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 the wrestlers trying to communicate that they weren't leaving Saudi Arabia um well i remember first hearing it um on fightful select um Sean Ross Sapp sent out a tweet out, I believe it was in the morning, saying that uh, some WWE wrestlers have not been able to leave yet. There has been um, delays that have been, I mean, it was, I, I can't remember if he put, like, suspicious in there, but it made it basically made people think, like, what in the world is going on there? Um, and that was, that was the biggest thing. Um, that was definitely the biggest thing about it. Mm. that that I could recall at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, there was... Um, I, I remember being, I think, at work at the time, and I remember there being a lot of... Um, uh, a lot of wrestlers tweeting uh, about what was going on, and, and uh, obviously... You know, as the days would go by, you would get uh, a lot of commentary from a uh, former WWE Spanish uh, announcer Hugo Savinovich, mm-hmm. um, who who works for for AAA. Um, yep. You know, things that that he would say about what the situation was was going through. Um, but there seemed to be, uh, if I can get uh, my my wording correctly here on this, because I don't want to. Uh, I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> It, this is a difficult subject, folks, because not a lot is being made very clear by any side as, as to what happened. But what's been alleged is um, that at certain points in time uh, throughout the day uh, that they were told that uh, there would be that they were going to be flying out, that there were no issues. There was just an, uh, an hour delay, a two hour delay that they needed to fuel uh, the the, the the plane <laughs> um, there was uh, mechanical issues uh, was was being reported to the wrestlers a, a lot of different issues um, I think there was even a rumor that had gone around and I, I've never been able to verify this but do you recall hearing a rumor Rob about Vince McMahon being upset with the the, the Saudi government uh, about uh, tapings yeah there was because of the uh... Because he he didn't, from what I recall, uh, and my memory could be a little off on this, but I recall it had something to do to do with uh, financials um, that they didn't get paid or something like that. So uh, Vince McMahon cut the feed for I guess a few seconds or or something to that nature, basically to show like, hey, 
give me my money, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know if you ever seen that episode of Family, or, well, one of the episodes of Family Guy where, where uh, little Stewie's walking around saying, give me my money to Brian, give me my money. That's kind of <laughs> what, uh, that's what uh, old Vince was doing, uh, basically, from what people were saying. Some people, like, some people said that wasn't the case at all. I'm actually going to go against that that theory of thought and say, yeah, he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it was overall, um, it was crazy. It was just absolutely crazy. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's been reported that there was an issue with that. Uh, Hugo Savinovich even claimed that the Saudi Arabian government had owed WWE millions of dollars uh, for two of the shows that the company had did. This is per the Hindustan Times, um, uh, which is a pretty reputable source as far as world news goes. Yeah. Um, uh, quote, it was a very difficult and dangerous situation because of the fact that Saudi Arabia had already been in a serious trouble uh, when they had... Uh, allegedly I'll, I'll throw in the allegedly here uh for for our sake uh killed that reporter in turkey at the embassy so the boys were a bit uh, you know not a bit but they were very concerned hugo says uh per yeah. the hindustan times uh, vince mcmahon had left the country already and brock had his own plane so just to paint you a picture wrestlers were being left on the other plane on the tarmac vince mcmahon leaves the country um, on his own jet with his own uh, staff, and Brock Lesnar also leaves the country on his own accord. Yep. Um, so it it's basically it boils down to uh, money <laughs> at the end of the day. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, it was uh, it was just I mean, going with everything going on, you know, there's there was just. I, I couldn't imagine being like in a in a situation like that. That'd be like me going to a a business meeting and uh in the next town over and my boss saying, All right, uh you continue to work on this or we, we finished everything, but uh I'm gonna go ahead and leave and you uh wait here until I get to where I'm going mm-hmm. or at least on my way and then you can head out. Uh, but then you get held back uh, intentionally, by all means. It sounds like it. Uh, it it was definitely questionable, and I know I remember that there was. I and I get it. I remember some fans were worried because you didn't really know, like, what did somebody do? Something did did uh, somebody did somebody break maybe a law? So everybody was getting punished. Possibly there were there were so many different rumors of what was going on. So the fact that. Um, the fact that the the fact that they they had to go through so much before they could get home is the biggest um, thing about this whole story, uh, and I think we could agree on that. It's just mm-hmm. the pure hell that some of these guys have have gone through. I don't know if you've seen the like Brody Lee, um, aka um, Luke Harper at the time. He he posted a a tweet or Instagram that said. Uh, his exact quote: He had his arms crossed. He 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 would he just looked like he was frustrated. You had uh, Angelo Dawkins right behind him, looking at the camera like, "Are you serious, man?" Like he he just had this like, "Everything in life sucks. Let's get on this plane and go." And uh, and uh, Brody or Jonathan Huber, uh, his 
he he posted on Instagram that said, Larry, I'm home. I guess I didn't want it enough to pay for my own charter, but I'm home now. Hashtag not top 20. So, um, yeah, so there was <laughs> there was a lot of uh, hostility with uh, some people. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. And it's it's just very, um, I mean, it, it's very interesting. And you see, like, you know, uh, other people involved in social media like like chris jericho uh you know obviously replied to a bunch of, uh, of them saying that uh, he was glad that they that everybody made it home safe um once they did actually get home um yeah. there was uh, obviously wrestlers who were you know i think you had mentioned earlier uh carl anderson and luke gallows talking about how frustrated they were by the whole experience um that that they had being just stuck uh, on a on on a plane on a tarmac, uh, waiting for you know for them to 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 get back home. Um, uh, there is a um, I'm looking at a at a sports Kita article actually that involved uh, David Bixman of, of you know Dark Side of the Ring fame. Yeah. Um, uh, he was talking about how he had gotten in touch with a wrestler um, who was actually in Saudi Arabia, uh, Saudi Arabia at the time, um, saying, "quote it, It's a big, it's a big uh, shit show. Uh, we yeah. were all pretty certain that we were being held hostage," is what the unnamed uh, wrestler was saying. Uh, While we were sitting at the airport initially, we were told to line up to get on the plane. Then we were told it would be ten more minutes. Then about another thirty minutes later, we were told it would be another thirty minutes. After an hour went by. We, uh, we get another 10 minutes of be- being told this. Uh, no one is telling us w- what's going on or why we're being held. Then finally we were told it's because they they have to refuel the plane. So it may take another hour. Yeah. Uh, the, the wrestler then admitted to being alarmed by the situation. Um, why, why should they need to refuel the plane now when it's been sitting in the exact same position it was in when they dro- when it was dropped off, uh, uh, when it dropped us off two days prior, the reason for charters is to get a group of people uh, out and on time and have everything ready to go. Uh, exactly. End quote. Yeah, there were definitely shenanigans involved, and it, you know, there's 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 something. Even if it's um, alleged or you know, it's just something happened, and um, it's uh, in the long run, it's just thankful that everybody made it home. Mm. Oh yeah, that's that's exactly it. Um, I mean, it did take them a whole day, uh, of course, to do this. One of the things that had to happen was the NXT uh, uh, group of wrestlers would would show up on SmackDown uh, the uh, that day because there was no SmackDown wrestlers to to take part in the show. There's hardly anybody there, um, so they had to really put together something last minute. Yep. Um, Mm-hmm. Um, we've even seen tweets here from, of, of course, Sean Ross Sapp uh, of Fightful uh, that there was alleged rumors among talent that Vince McMahon got into a disagreement in Saudi Arabia, uh, though he was not able to fully verify or confirm it at the time of him tweeting that. Um, yeah, just a lot of uh, very uh, weird and interesting happenings. The wrestlers would make it back um you know later but it, it was a very large uh, ordeal here um th- that happened with these wrestlers that were just seemingly left behind by Vince McMahon in Saudi Arabia yeah yeah it was uh it was like and that's something else too like 
I remember some people uh, made the comment like, well, if there's one guy, like one 70-year-old man to go up to somebody in Saudi Arabia and just <laughs> like say, bring it, it would be Vince McMahon, you know. Um, it was uh, just something else, you know, like when you when you hear things like that, like when you hear the Vince McMahon stories that are out there, like the thing is, is I could picture Vince being that way. I think, I think a lot of us can, um, just based off what we know about the man, there was, I, I know Vince has always kind of been one of those guys that says he doesn't live with regret. Um, I think he said that and I, I've heard him say it. I don't know how many times, but, um, if I had to guess, I would say deep down that might be a day he regrets. Not not necessarily doing the show, but getting his ass out of town, you know, just leaving. I I'm willing to bet he wishes he would have said, "Okay." Like if if he if he knew what was going to happen, I think he would have obviously stayed. That's my opinion, but I could be I could be completely wrong on that. Well, Rob, before we close up shop here, obviously we've talked a lot about you know the controversies of Saudi Arabia and the WWE. Um, obviously, we haven't had another Saudi Arabia show uh, because of the pandemic. Um, so I'll, I'll ask you a two-pronged question here. Will there be another show after this calamity? This was the last show that they did. Will there be... Do you think that there might be another one? And Yeah. Uh, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, there there will be one, and I'm willing to bet it'll be this year. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to bet it'll be in the fall. Um, what do you think will ultimately be the legacy of of WWE's tours in Saudi Arabia? I think they're going to be mainly not talked about, like in in realm of WWE history. I mean, they'll get promoted like when they're going over there. Um, for because of Peacock, for the for the most part, and even if it was for WWE Network, it would have been promoted for it. But uh, I think that's a, I think that's the biggest thing to, that I take away is um, is the fact that they they will continue to do these shows. They will um, find people that that will do them, even if they're. I mean, they've already proven that they're willing to bring people like do whatever it takes to to bend over backwards. I mean, they got Shawn Michaels to come out of retirement. And, um, if the rumors are true, it took more than, or it took nine, at least nine digits, according to what some people, some, from what some people have said, it took more than, it took nine, at least nine digits to get him to, to get him to do it. So nine. Yeah. So, I mean, some people say that Shawn Michaels got paid at one over one million to wrestle, to come out of retirement, um, and I could see like that. You know, I could see like a guy that has a family would say, you know what? Yeah, I did this, but a million dollars is a million dollars. That's gonna go a long way for anybody mm-hmm. and any family. So I will never doubt a man make, trying to make money for his for his family. Um, so. Uh, I think that was the biggest thing that caught my attention. Um, but yeah, I did try. Uh, I, I do. I do not watch uh, those Saudi Arabia shows more than once, so I can say that. Um, other than seeing the Titus O'Neil highlights, I I don't really remember much about those shows. I mean, I remember I remember them, but I don't remember like how some so-and-so won i didn't pay attention to that kind of stuff but Mm -hmm. um 
it was it's interesting you know just everything that's that has happened i mean there's there's people that left that were extremely pissed i mean like i stated earlier the one thing that <laughs> that was good out of this whole thing was getting to see daniel bryan and adam cole tear it up in a ring um and it's one of those things where as I stated earlier, it's they're damned if they they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. Uh with that with that amount of money on the line. Um so I completely get it. Yeah, I mean very well said, man. Very well said. Uh let's uh let let's wrap it up here then, Rob. Uh, thank you, of course, for for coming by and doing this show. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, to 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 have you come on the show and 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 participate in this little project of mine. Uh, where can people find more of your content on the internet? Because I know that you produce a oh. lot of content. Uh, you can find me um, every Tuesday and Wednesday. I cover AEW, or every Tuesday night on Fightful.com, I cover NXT Live. I do the live cover coverage there on Wednesday nights. Well. Um, right now it's been on Fridays, but I do AEW Dynamite uh, live coverage on Fightful as well. I do a uh, weekly feature, or at least bi-weekly feature, called Selling the Merch, where I cover the outside stuff of pro wrestling, the merchandise, uh, t-shirts, action figures, autographs, stuff like that. And then uh, on Shooting the Sportish, I will be doing uh, covering a lot more baseball here pretty soon, um, and just ramping up here for the summer i'm excited with uh, so much so much stuff going on and uh it's awesome and i truly appreciate you letting me be a part of this yeah man anytime i uh, like i said you're you're one of uh the the best minds as far as wrestling coverage is concerned that i know of, you know you're a great historian of the subjects and uh yeah i, I wanted to make sure that uh if if i'm ending uh the headlock talk run uh, that uh, i try and get uh guys like you uh, in on the show guys who really know what they're talking about uh, so i really appreciate uh you coming on and doing uh a, a couple of these shows now and yeah. uh yeah man uh, thank you so much for for doing the show we we appreciate everybody who's tuned in uh make sure that you like share and subscribe to not only the headlock talk feed which will still be up you can still go back and check out all the archives of all the episodes uh you know make sure that you keep keep listening to those um, and make sure that you, if you're listening to this on Love Wrestling, that you subscribe there as well. The guys over at Love Wrestling are absolutely brilliant, some of the best uh, in, in the business. And uh, yeah, check out all of our other content over at Shooting the Sports Ish. Uh, for uh, for for Rob here, I am the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and you guys take care. Have yourselves a wonderful rest of your day. Bye bye. <laughs>